Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It's Ben here. I'm delighted to be joined by Adam Lean. Adam is the founder of a brilliant business called The CFO Project, and that's thecfoproject.com. Adam, thanks for joining me today. Hey, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Great to chat with you. Adam, normally I, at this point, describe what your business does and something, but I'd actually like to pause and, and go with your backstory because it kind of feeds into the business you've created. And just before we get into that, it's around the financial awareness side and, and creating a profitable business. So do you want to give us the backstory to led you to the point where you created the CFO project? Yeah, no, I appreciate you asking. So I uh, became an accounting major in college. And so in 2005, I became an accountant uh, and uh, got a job in accounting uh, as, an, as an accountant and hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spent, uh, but I ended up spending four years there uh, I loved where I worked. I just didn't really like the job of being an accountant because their job is essentially to record what happened in the past. And I wanted to work in the business and help the business grow. Uh, and and also because I had this sort of entrepreneurial drive, I started my own business. So in 2006, I started an e-commerce store at nights and on the weekends. And that business grew. I mean, it, it, it grew enough that after a uh, three years, I was able to leave my day job and focus on my business. And honestly, sales were growing really well, uh, you know, up through around 2009, 2010 timeframe, my sales were growing, but my profit starting around 2009, my profit and cash flow started getting tighter and tighter every month. Hmm. And of course, you know, I knew what the problem I knew what the problems were. I mean, of course I could feel the problems and I think most business owners can feel that there's a problem in their business, even if they don't know what that is. But I knew what the problems were because I had an accounting background. Right. Um, so I was able to sort of figure out how to, to, to prevent my business from uh, leaking those profits and cash flow. So then I started working with other small businesses and realized that they were facing very similar issues. They were, uh, you know, sales may be growing, uh, but definitely profit and cash just seem to be tighter and tighter every single month and every single year. But the thing is, they didn't know why because they didn't have uh, the benefit of having an accounting background. They didn't understand their numbers. And because they didn't understand their numbers, they didn't know what needed to change in order to improve their profit. So fast forward a decade, uh, I started the CFO project because that's what CFOs do, chief financial officers of big businesses. They help the CEO and the other members of management understand the numbers and what's preventing them from making a profit and increasing their cash flow. And they help the management understand what they need to do to improve it. And so I thought that type of service is needed for small businesses. So I created this business where we give uh, businesses their own CFO on a, uh, uh, sort of a part-time basis, but mm-hmm. it's very affordable in that we analyze their financials every month and tell the business owner, hey, here's the one, two, or three things that you need to do this month to improve the profit of your business. And we'll also show, show them every month what's going right 
and what's going wrong. That way they, they, the business owner can focus on what they do best while knowing that we, they have somebody looking over their, their shoulders, if you will, uh, making sure that their numbers are right and that their numbers are growing so that they can have more profit and cash flow. Sure. So what if someone's listening and thinking, well, that's great, but numbers are pretty straightforward. There's, there's revenue and then there are costs. And then what's left over are, are the things I get to go party with. Um, yeah. Is it not as simple as that? I mean, it sounds simple, but you know, half of all small businesses fail. And, yeah. and I mean, that, half of all small businesses never even see their fifth birthday. I mean, after the fifth birthday, it gets even worse. Um, and so it's, it's, yes, it sounds simple, but, it, but anybody that's been in business a while knows that it's not hmm. as simple as just reducing expenses or getting more sales because you've got to make a profit, but then you've got to keep that profit. And, and so, you know, sales is good. Profit is great, but cash making, you know, keeping that profit is much better. Mm. And of course you have to have cash to stay in business. And, and there's so many different things that, that you've got to look at and understand and improve on a regular basis. And that's just not in the wheelhouse of most business owners. What, what most business owners are good at is that, is operations and sales because they love the craft of the business. They love what the business sells. And so they're able to talk about it and they're great at sales and they need to be focused on leading the team and, and on operations and sales. Uh, but, but most business owners are just not as great when it comes to the numbers of the business. But the, the, the two things that matter, profit and cash flow, are numbers. And you've got to understand them. And if you don't understand them, you have to have somebody on your team that that does. Absolutely. What would you see being the crucial differences for business owners to understand between profit and loss and cash flow? Yeah. So it's a lot of profitable businesses go out of business because they lack cash flow. They can't, they can make a sale and they can make some sort of profit, but, if, but that profit has to be kept in cash that you own. Now, let me explain this because this yeah. is sort of uh, confusing for, for some people. Let's say that you make a sale of a hundred dollars. And then let's say that you pay your uh, suppliers and employees or whatnot. And at the end of the day, you've made a profit on that hundred dollars. You made a profit of $20. So you made a $20 profit or 20% net profit margin, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if that client or that customer that you made a hundred dollars sale to, if they haven't paid you this month yet, you send them an invoice and they haven't paid, then You've made a $20 profit or 20% profit margin, but you have zero in cash. In fact, you have a negative cash flow because you've had to pay your suppliers and you've had to pay your employees. So imagine multiplying this times 100 customers or 1,000 customers and times a lot more money. You could see why businesses are profitable, but they are cash poor. Yeah. And it, you know, cash flow, everybody talks about cash flow, but not you know, it's hard to understand what it is. All it is, is the cash flowing in your business from sales minus all the cash flowing out of your business from uh, in paying your suppliers and, and vendors and the rent and insurance and all that. Whatever's left over, that's the cash that your business has created. And that's what's called positive cash flow. That's the business that, I mean, the, the cash that your business has created, that cash can be used to reinvest back into your business. 
to expand or do more marketing or to hire more people to buy more inventory, or it can be used to pull out of your business and pay back, uh, you know, debt or pay back yourself or give yourself a raise or save for retirement or give to charity, whatever. Yeah. You still have to make a positive cash flow, and that's that that that's why I say that cash cash that you've created cash flow trumps making a profit and profit trumps making just sales. It's a great model. What are the core numbers or metrics that businesses should be aware of? Yeah, that's a good question. So for my clients, and we like to keep things very simple uh, because if you don't understand it, nothing's going to happen. So it has to be understandable. So we create what we call a scoreboard for our clients that has just nine key numbers on it. Yep. Uh, so we have what we call a profit scoreboard and then a cash flow scoreboard. The profit scoreboard just has nine key numbers and you know, that, that are the most important numbers to monitor to see how well the business is going. And I'll, I'll, I'll share with you the nine numbers, but, but real quick, I want to, you know, I call it a scoreboard because if, you know, if you've been to a sporting event, I mean, everybody's been to a sporting event. Every five minutes, somebody doesn't come around and hand this long sheet of paper with all these stats to all the players and to the, to the coaches and to the fans in the stands and everybody else sitting at home watching on TV. No, there's a simple scoreboard <laughs> that shows you how the game's going. And guess what? Most business owners get... This long, complicated documents with all these numbers in the form of an income statement or P&L or yeah. balance sheet and all that every month. And most people don't understand it, much less know what to do to make that better for next month, how to get more revenue or yeah, more revenue, more profit, more cash flow next month. So you have to understand it first before you can understand what to do to improve it. So that's why I call it a, a scoreboard. And um, and to answer your question, there's just a few a handful of numbers that that uh, that should be on your scoreboard. Uh, anybody listening, yeah. um, the first obviously is sales, but I break sales down into into two separate categories. You want to track the number of transactions and then also the average transaction value. Both of those together multiplied together equals sales. So mm -hmm. there's three things: sales and number of transactions. An average transaction value. And then you want to track your gross profit as a percentage of sales. Well, how do you do that? You want to track your cost of sales. What are the direct costs to make the sales? So if you own a, a pizza restaurant, you sell a pizza for $10 to one customer, that means you have one transaction at an average order value of $10. So that means you made $10 in uh, sales, 10 times one. And then let's say it costs you $4 to to produce the pizza. That's the dough, the cheese, the pepperoni, whatever. Yep. That means that you have a cost of sales of $4. So your gross profit is simply your cost is your, is your gross profit on that sale. So $10 minus $4 is $6 divided by sales of $10 as a, you want to make it a percentage. Yep. So you take your sales minus cost of sales. That gives us $6 divide that by sales of $10. That gives you $6. That means you made $6 gross profit. Well, I like to look at it as a percentage of sales so that you can measure apples to apples. True. Percentages are much better at doing it that way. So that means you made a 60% gross profit. Um, so, so cost of sales and gross profit needs to be on your scoreboard. Um, then I like to, uh, you know, once you've made, once you've tracked your sales and by the way, your sales and gross profit yeah. need to be tracked for every sales category that you have. 
What do you mean by sales category? Service so, or product? Yeah. So, so uh, whatever natural division that your business has. So oh, okay. it could be sales channels. It could be departments. It could be uh, revenue streams. So, for example, let's say that you uh, that you own a, a pet e-commerce store selling, you know, pet supplies and pet food and pet toys. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could have two uh, sales categories, one being pet toys and then another being pet, pet food. Gotcha. So in the, in the HR context, you might have recruitment, you might have a training division, um, employment law compliance, those sort of three sections. Absolutely. You, yes. Okay. Yep. Okay, Absolutely. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good, you know, that's a very good point. I mean, you, you want to track your sales by each of those three divisions or categories, but then what are the direct cost of sales for each of those three categories? Um, so, it, so in that case, it could be uh, employees. Um, it could be, uh, um, you know, the, the administrative type yep. cost involved in, in selling to one client or, or working with one client. Managing the account. Managing the account, exactly. Yep. Um, but in, in this case, it would largely be labor. I mean, you, you yep. want to measure your, your labor for each account, each client um, to come up with your gross profit. Um, so we have sales minus your cost of sales equals your gross profit. And then you want to measure three uh, types of expenses. So I put expenses in three buckets. I call it you know, marketing, payroll, and what I call just overhead or general administrative expenses. Yep. I like to separate those out because they're, they're, they're very unique. Marketing, obviously, you want to measure as a percentage of sales. So what to, to get one client you know, how much mm -hmm. do you want to spend to do that? And you want to track that separately as a percentage of sales. That way, you know, that for every marketing uh, channel, you, uh, you're able to measure uh, against your, your goal of what percentage of sales you want to spend to get a client. Yeah. Um, and that used to be very difficult to do, but it's getting a little bit easier as time goes on. Yes. And it's, and, and again, it's, I was actually talking with a client about this this morning. It's not, it's hard to be exact, to yeah. make it an exact science, yeah. but you've got to have, it's like the 80, 20 rule. You have to have sort of enough data. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm assuming with, uh, you know, a lot of HR, uh, uh, consultancy firms, most of the revenue is probably coming from referrals slash networking, yeah. yep. um, or some version of, uh, internet marketing, like Google ads or SEO, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, somebody may hear about you from a referral, but then they may Google you and click on an ad. Yeah. Well, how do you know what, what, um, you know, what your return on investment is for either one of those? Well, you just have to sort of get a, a good measurement, but that's why I like to look at your business in total, the marketing spend in total and, and make that as a percentage of sales. Yeah, so keep it clean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, but, uh, between referrals and Google, you know, so let's say that you want to spend no more than 8% of sales on to get a client or marketing efforts. Yeah. Um, the second category of expenses is payroll. Of course, you want to measure your payroll, which includes the actual pay that you pay to your employees, but also taxes and insurance or whatever else that you have to pay. And then the third bucket of, of expenses, and each three of these should be on your scoreboard as well, should be uh, the third bucket is 
general, general and administrative or just simply fixed overhead expenses. These are expenses that you have to pay regardless of, uh, of how many sales you make. So, you know, rent, uh, insurance, um, the, you know, the, the yeah. maintaining the, the building, uh, these, these six fixed expenses. Yep. So that's eight, eight metrics. All of that, if you total it up, gives you your net profit. And those nine things should be on your scoreboard every Correct. single month and, and monitor and improve which area you, you'll be able to see clearly which area needs to be improved the most. Yeah. It's funny. As soon as you've got those numbers in front of you, things just jump out at you, don't they? Yes. And, and that's the thing. It's very clear. It sounds easy, but yeah. it, it's the, it, when you're looking at your business, it, your business on a sheet of paper and just looking at nine numbers, yeah. it becomes very clear, especially if you put it in context of where you were last year for each yes. of those nine numbers. I was just going to say it jumps out at you, but if you've got yep. the context, yeah, very clear. And yeah. the other thing that, that we do for every single one of our clients is we set a target for each of those nine numbers. Oh, okay. So we're looking at last year's compared to your target compared to this year. And then we're also looking at, uh, we're, we're coming up with a forecast so that we'll know where we think you'll end the year in. Um, that way the client can make decisions. The business owner can make decisions on what areas need to be improved. Yeah. Very smart. Very smart. Um, all right. Well, so I've been scribbling notes down furiously, so that's been excellent. You have very kindly agreed to give a presentation at the upcoming uh, HR Consultants Online Conference. I'm very excited about, for that, but could you tell listeners what you're going to be covering? Yeah. So I'm really excited about this because I've loved working with service-based businesses. We've had other HR consulting firms and as uh, clients. And so Excellent. it's a really exciting industry. So I'm going to essentially be talking about four things. The first is the three big challenges facing 90% of all businesses. And I'll share the three big challenges and, and sort of explain how you can overcome those in your nice. business. The second thing is we're going to talk about why profit is more important than sales. Mm -hmm. And I sort of touched on it today in this mm -hmm. interview, but, uh, but we'll go into that a little bit more. The third thing, which is sort of the meat of the presentation is we're going to talk about five key steps that you can, that any business owner uh, watching can go from feeling overwhelmed, stressed about cash, wondering where'd all the money go to feeling confident, knowing that you're running your business like a CEO with the numbers driving your decision-making. So we're going to talk about those five steps. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the last uh, thing we're going to talk about is I'll share with you our four-step process that we use with our clients uh, for setting a profit goal or profit target is what we call it. That will make you happy and hitting it within a year. Fantastic. I love it. Nice, clean structure to it all. And I know having spoken to you before, you, you've got just a wealth of knowledge in there. And uh, as you've already alluded to, a whole ton of practical experience with, with the service businesses like the HR consultancy. So if you're listening to this, make sure you get on to Adam's presentations because it's going to be absolutely fantastic. In the meantime, Adam, if people want to get in touch with you or work with you or something else, what should they do next? Yeah, so if you go to my website, thecfoproject.com, there's a bright green button at the top right that just says book a call that you'll literally get uh, my calendar and just book a call with me. I would love to talk to anybody and we'll, we'll book a 20-minute call and just meet you and, and talk about your business and ask any questions and, and uh, we'll go from there.
That sounds good. And if you're listening to this, I think you've worked it out. Adam is not a big, scary accountant. He's just genuinely <laughs> nice guy who knows it inside out. So I would, I would recommend that you do that. Adam, I just wanted to get a, a bit of a, a teaser for what's coming up and, and I've already learned a lot. So I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.